Sales is not a dirty word. Welcome to the Veterinarian Success Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Douglas. The fact most veterinarians need sales training. I don't think this is a shocker or surprise to anyone, but I wanted to kind of break down and chat a little bit on sales today based on an article that I read. But all sales is, is effective communication. So we'll share some thoughts, some ideas, what prompted this. And um, the article's good. It's not necessarily tied in ideally where I'm going to take it, but I think that um, there's some good things to pull out from it and we'll go from there. But before we dive in, let's hit our sponsors. If you're struggling to attract new staff or your team is experiencing burnout, pick up your phone and call Guardian Vets. Through virtual team solutions like after-hour triage, daytime virtual receptionists, callbacks, and telemedicine, Guardian Vets can help you have happy staff, happy clients, and a thriving business. Go to www.guardianvets.com and check Veterinary Success Podcast in the Where Did You Hear About Us section to get a free consultation and receive 50% off your first month of service. Don't wait. Check out guardianvets.com now. You've heard me talk about the opportunity in urgent care. So VetCheck believes in the power of your capacity to influence your patients, patient families, and be a leader in your community. How they do this is by giving you the freedom to take ownership of your future to make the biggest impact in your patients' lives. They equip you with a turnkey opportunity to take action on the dream through a unique pathway to owning your own VetCheck Pet Urgent Care Center franchise. They provide a solution to remove obstacles like competing against corporate dollars in the community that you want to be in and having access to a hospital ownership, medical directorship, and more. Also, you become a partner along the journey. A vet check pet urgent care center franchise is the answer. If you're interested, check out episode number 80, where I talked to Dr. Siva and he shares more about his story and the opportunity. So if this sounds like something that's interesting to you, reach out and learn how you can own your own vet check pet urgent care center franchise today by visiting vetcheckforpets.com, which again is vetcheckforpets.com. All right. So Ernie Ward, DVM at CVFT, wrote a recent piece in today's veterinary business titled How to Not Talk Like a Salesperson. He shares a lot of great stuff, and I'll link to it in the show notes. You should read it. It's really around pet nutrition and food in a clinic. I like his ideas and concepts. I think we can expand upon it um, well beyond just nutrition. And um, he talks about the four Ps, permission, problem, practice, and philosophy. So I'm going to build on these. And again, read the article. I think there's some good stuff there. And it's a multi-part series on nutrition. The first one is permission. Does the person want help? I think this is always super important. Unsolicited advice is rarely well-received. Trust me, I've seen this from a you know financial planning standpoint. Um, I think this will make everyone chuckle from, a, from talking about like money and, and why Bitcoin. Like If people aren't open to hearing, they're going to be closed off and they don't care regardless of what you say. You can use facts. You can use a really compelling argument. But if they don't want help, damned, you know, there, there's nothing there. So you cannot force someone to want anything that, you know, you feel like they need, you can't want it more than they do. So they have to be receptive. The second is problem. Demonstrate the issue and then provide a solution. Sales is simply helping someone make a better decision that they would make with your expert knowledge. Think about it like putting on sunglasses, looking through the shades, the lens, the, the light of your knowledge of what you see and how you can diagnose and see something so quickly. And someone else is like, dang, that was a really fast appointment. And you're like, well, yeah, it took me how many years to get that good. Like they want and crave that expert knowledge. So you want to be able to sell the benefits, not the features. Don't tell me why this medicine works with jargon to impress me that you're so smart and that you're not the young veterinarian that, you know, 
needs to, no, 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 tell me that Fluffy will be able to go on longer walks and get back to things that she loves. Like, explain that to me because I'm not a DVM. I'm a dummy, right? Like, I don't know what the heck you're talking about. And so, like, the example that I'll use is when I talk about investing, I talk about food and cooking. I've used on our team the analogy of baking chocolate chip cookies a lot. Um, Jen on our team talks about making salsa because her and her boyfriend love making homemade salsa from the garden, right? And so that's how she describes it. Both analogies really work, right? There's different ingredients, different things that come together. And the some of the ingredients are actually better than the individual pieces. No one ever wakes up and says, you know what? I'm craving some baking soda today, right? Never happens. Now the chocolate chip cookies, or sorry, the chocolate chips themselves, you might cut up in the bag and want to eat that. And that's fantastic, right? If we all like chocolate. If you don't like chocolate, I'm sorry. But that to me is really important. So use stories, use, um, you know, analogies and things that would make sense. I would hope that clients and people that I've talked to about investing would be able to recall more details with my chocolate chip cookie analogy than if I tried to impress them about Sorrentino ratios and capital efficiency. All important, but no one as a consumer really cares about that stuff that much. They want to understand the features that's not important, right? They don't want to understand the features. They want the benefits. They want, hey, you know what? You can retire sooner. That's important. Hey, you're not going to experience a big loss like you've experienced other times. Great. So do the same thing when you're diagnosing the problem. So the third one is practice. You always have to learn by doing. You can read a million books or listen to all the experts on podcasts and still you have to live through situations and guess what? Fail. And I know from talking to enough veterinarians, failure is tough. And trust me, no one enjoys failing, right? It sucks. And it's sometimes super embarrassing. If you screw up and it goes bad, it happens, right? Try again, learn, figure out what happened and get better at it. I can remember a time when I was at Merrill Lynch, there was a client who passed away and the daughters and the husband were coming in and it was a weird relationship where I think they were separated. Um, but they were going to talk about accounts and paperwork. My boss and mentor was gone on vacation, so I was the one that was going to handle it. I misspoke about something. I was wrong. One of the daughters, literally as we're sitting there, pulled it up on her phone, and they're all older than me at this at this moment as well, and called me out and was like, no, this isn't right, this article, and she's like showing me and explained to everyone else and like kind of whispering and chatting and kind of interrupting me, um, and they challenged everything else. Everything went to, to hell from there, downhill, right? Anything and everything I said, they fought me or they questioned it or they wanted to look it up and I was wrong on every single thing. And that was hard and that sucked because now in their minds, I was a moron. I didn't know anything and they were by no means nice people. And hey, shocker, they didn't stay anyways, which I knew we kind of knew they weren't. And fast forward to today, I wouldn't make the same mistake that I made in that conversation. I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to run that meeting effectively and get things back on track. It like escalated and just spun out of control, right? It was horrible. And I'm not going to make the same mistakes I made in 2016, 2017. Um, I'm much smoother about my delivery. I'm much more knowledgeable about these different nuanced topics and questions and things that come up because I learned, I practiced, I've gone through it. And that experience, while it sucked, actually has been really beneficial to me longer term, right? So last piece he talks about is philosophy, last P, philosophy. So explain what you do. Provide a story or something that they can relate to. When you were young, XYZ happened, and that's why you never wanted to do that. You know, example, I got so interested in investing in personal finance um, because I saw my parents struggle with money growing up. They did their best. I'm grateful for what I had. And, you know, at the time, didn't really even realize some of the things that were going on. But I wasn't coddled. I didn't get a bunch of new stuff. I had a fine childhood, a great childhood, right? I learned about hard work, saving, 
in, you know, living within your means, right? So I use that story kind of on why I do what I do today. I didn't inherit my dad's business. I didn't grow up in the burbs with BMWs and country club memberships, right? Like that wasn't it. I shoveled, you know, pig crap. I power washed farm equipment and I weeded the garden, right? Like those are the things that, that I remember. I can remember snapping green beans and thinking, I don't like green beans. This is dumb, right? So all of those things, which I do like green beans now, just to clarify, um, I just canned green beans recently. And, um, it's so funny how those things like come back as I get older, like I'm doing the same things, but, um, certainly not doing the, uh, the, the shoveling of the, the pig crap or the uh, power washing of farm equipment. But you know, the, there are some things that you, you maintain and keep in, into later in life. So all that to be said, if you understand who you're talking to, tailor your story to fit that meet them where they're at, right. As you get to know people and build the relationships and I can hear you saying, well, I only get 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Like, how am I supposed to build that relationship? take notes, have good understanding. Like that goes a long way. And again, that goes back to effective communication. If you can have little snippets or try to, you know, memorialize different things as you go through your day with the clients that you're interacting with. And some of you do an awesome job. It's unreal how good you are with how many people you see at remembering and recalling that stuff. So it can be done. I think communication is super important. So sales and communication are something that's learned. Become a better communicator and you'll notice work becomes a heck of a lot easier. Because your team's going to know what to do. Clients are going to say yes to recommendations and do what you want them to do that ultimately will behoove them, right? What you're telling them is all good. You're not trying to deceive them. You're not trying to upsell them. You're not trying to do anything negative. You're trying to help. And so if you're better at communicating that, you're going to help more people, period, end of subject. And if you're good at communicating, they're going to remember your advice and guidance after they leave. They're going to be like, yep, you know what? He or she is right. That's what we're going to do. So what did I miss? What's worked for you? Um, jump onto the Facebook group and uh, share your thoughts on what's worked for you, what kind of communication things that you've liked, what CE or books or any of that stuff. So um, would love to hear your feedback and be able to share that with the rest. So until next time, I know this is a short episode and I apologize for being a little late on getting this out. But um, again, read the article by Dr. Ward. It's a good one. And um, yeah, hopefully you like this take on an article that I read that thought, hey, there's some things here that I want to pull on to uh, discuss around sales and communication. But until next time, take care. Thanks for listening to today's show. The comments made on today's show should not be taken as investment, tax, or legal advice. All comments are for educational purposes only. You should consult your team before implementing anything. Isaiah Douglas is a partner of Vincere Wealth Management. Isaiah is registered in the state of Indiana, California, Texas. The biggest compliment you can give to this podcast is to share it with a friend. Reviews help the show get found, and Apple Podcasts is the platform that predominantly is how people listen to the show. If you have three to five minutes, you like the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts, give us an honest rating and review that'll help more people find the show. For all of today's links and information, head over to veterinariansuccesspodcast.com. There you can subscribe via your favorite podcast platform platform so you won't miss another episode. Finally, if you'd like more information, insights, and have the ability for your voice to be heard and interact with show guests, join the private Facebook group. You can go to the Veterinary Success Podcast on Facebook or head over to the veterinariansuccesspodcast.com. Scroll all the way to the bottom where it says about your host and then click on the Facebook icon. That'll bring you into the Facebook group. I'll approve you. You'll be in. And then I'd love to hear your questions, feedback, and anything that you'd like to see added to the show. So with all that, thank you so much for listening. I'll be talking again to you soon.